I serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south, the cubs run the north, but the bears run the house. Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chicago. Coming from the two Chicago sports fan cave, this is a TCSF podcast with your host E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. We are sponsored in part by Noir Caesar, Billion Radio Studios, and Grit Clothing Company. This week we talk about Chicago playoff baseball or the lack of their... Ugh. Uh, we break down the Cubs and Marlins, we break down the White Sox and the A's, and we try to figure out what the heck went wrong with both squads. Uh, let me see, how, let, let's see, how much time you got? Oh, perfect, that's perfect. That's perfect. Me, if we're going to do that, i got to start drinking. <laughs> All right, we also recap the pathetic Bears performance that we just seen versus yeah. Old Man Rivers. Well, didn't look that old today. No, 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 he uh, took the rejuvenation <laughs> juice. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Old Man Rivers and the, and the Colts. I mean, uh, wow. Let me just get to it. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, to our Bears analyst, Il Brown, in our three and out segment. Uh, we'll take a look ahead to next week's game on Thursday. Yep. Quick turnaround five days right. from now. So, uh, against another old man. Yeah. But this old man turned back the clock. Well, that's because all that TB12 juice he drinks. And <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know if he's like, you know, sucking the souls out of babies at a clinic or something. I don't know what's he's, going on. He's sacrificing virgins. Yeah. He, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah he's, he's doing something. But yeah, we're going to, uh, we'll talk, we'll talk to Il Brown uh, about uh, next week's game, which is going to come out uh, tonight, the night that we're dropping the show. Uh, right. It's going to come out tonight, or it's going to be on tonight against the uh, the Bucks and Mr. Thomas Brady. I mean, his balls weren't deflated today. <laughs> maybe, maybe they were. Well, maybe it, they were. Yeah, he had five, a good grip. Yeah, he had, yeah, he had five touchdowns. All right. Uh, but first, it's time for three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes. Out. Three Up and Three Down is brought to you by our newest sponsor, Grit Clothing Company. We discuss the best and the worst of what's been going on with our favorite baseball teams this week. Big Z, tell me something good about the South Side, please. Oh, my God. Uh, so, I know we're going to recap both teams, but, I mean, I'm. it's just so de- deflating and just demoralizing to, to have all this hope. And I remember when we first started talking, and we're talking about the baseball teams, and who do you think is going to have the better team, better chance to make the playoffs? And and you said, yeah. you well, said the Sox, and I said the Cubs. Well, we said what we said was in the beginning of the year, what team would you rather have this year? Yes, yes, we, yes. that's what we yes, said. That's what we said. And I think we both said the Cubs, just because we knew we were like, well, for this year, we want the Cubs. For the future, we want the Sox, and we both agreed on that. Right, because you want to take a, a proven track record, right, to win to, to win this this shortened season. And you, we agreed that the, the use on the sock side is, is for the future. Right. All right, so let me get to my good. Number one, Abreu and Anderson. Mm-hmm. Mr. Pito. Pito. Yeah, and Mr. Uh, on the clock, Tim Anderson. <laughs> this man. All right, Tim had a uh, pretty good season. I mean, he batted leadoff uh, for us. And when you bat leadoff, you have a different different mindset. You, yes. have to, you have to set the table for everybody else behind you. So Tim had a batting average of 322, 67 hits. 10 home runs wow. and an OPS of 886. That's not too shabby. No, I mean, I, I, before the slump, but the slump, I'm sorry, uh, 
they were considering three guys on the White Sox for the MVP. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that fell off with, with everybody slumping. But MB Pito. Pito. That's right. Uh, had a batting average of 317, 76 hits, 19 home runs, 60 RBIs, and an OPS of Ooh. 987. Goodness gracious. Ridiculous season. You are ridiculous. That's right. I mean, this man has to win the MVP. I mean, I, I, I've been um, campaigning for you, Darvish, to win the Cy Young, and you came back at me with, <laughs> with like, Bauer. well, you know, try, I was like, I, I can't, I, I can't even, uh, can't count, I, can't ar- I can't counteract <laughs> a, a player to go against uh, Senor Pito over there. Yeah. I mean, these two guys had a great season. Unfortunately, the entire team went into a slump the last two weeks. Yeah. And we've seen it especially against the Cubs. And the power outage. Yeah, we had a power edge. I mean, we did come back and forth with you guys, but at the same time, we, when you played the Oakland A's, which was, uh, I, would, I don't want to say they're a great team, because they weren't. They're a playoff team. They're a playoff team, but I don't think they were that, that great. But here's the thing. Every single team in your division, mm-hmm. every single team in my division that made the playoffs, mm-hmm. sucked so bad. Was it one win? I think I, because I'm pretty sure the yeah. twins twins got swept. Yes, Cleveland got swept. Yes, uh, um, Brewers. Brewers got swept. Yes, um, St. Louis got swept. Yes, no, no, St. No, Louis, no, 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 no. St. Louis had a win. So us and St. Louis had the wins. Right, the, my two the, the two nemesis, the two teams <laughs> that I dislike the most. One. Hey, I hate St. Louis too, man. Yeah, I mean. Well, that's because you're a Dodgers fan. That's right. Closeted Dodgers fan. I'm not a closet. I wear my Dodgers I stuff. guess that is true. That's right. All right, let's move it on to number two. Giolito, proven that he is the ace in the staff. Uh, absolutely. I mean, there's there's no disputing that whatsoever. The team struggled overall aside from Giolito and mm-hmm. Keiko. And Keiko was like Keiko. He had a Keiko-like yeah. season. He had right. record, you know, whatever you expected out of him. Giolito, who we had high hopes for when he came over from uh, from Washington, mm-hmm. and then we were just like, "What is happening with this guy?" He was he he went from like worst to first pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought he was an NFL team. <laughs> we have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, like you you look at it, the, now you got to look at the rest of your staff going forward. A uh, Kopech, Cease, Lopez should just be shipped off to wherever the heck he came from in the first place. Don't let him play baseball in the majors again. Hey, hey do the Cubs want to trade? We trade you Lopez. No, thank you. Denied. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Oh, okay. All right, let's move on to... Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> you don't want it like uh, Quintana? Denied. No, Quintana's a free agent. Y'all can I have him. I don't know what to say. We, no, might, no. we might sign him. You probably will. You no, probably will. And for, then he'll go back to your squad and you do good the same way that our closer from 2016 did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah come on. All right, number three. Uh-huh. Luis Lubob Robert. Yes. Yeah. Lubob was as advertised. I mean, you. Can't. I mean, we saw all the clips of him and the miners hitting moonshots. You, you here's the thing about Lou Bob. We kept hearing about Eloy, 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 Eloy and then Lou Bob showed up and was like, "Who is Eloy? I don't even care about yeah. that dude." He's like, was like "I'm wait. gonna, I'm gonna catch for you." <laughs> There's a guy in left field. What's his name? And and he just my, shows up every day. My favorite part, and and y'all gave us so much crap about Eloy, and I think, I mean, overall, he's gonna be good. I think in, eventually, what's gonna happen is he's gonna end up being just a DH. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, you know, Quintana was serviceable for us. Um, again, he's a free agent right now. Yes, he is. But, you know, when, when you got Eloy coming up and hitting home runs right away, a lot of players do that and then they mm-hmm. fizzle out. Yeah. And he couldn't stay away from his, uh, 
his spider web there. He kept getting caught. I'll never forget that. That was my, my favorite. But um, Lou Bob showed up, and I forgot all about Eloy. Yeah, he really uh, took over that team and, and started hitting bombs. His defense was spectacular. I mean, he had yeah. a couple mishaps, but that's going to happen. That's going to happen every no matter who you are. Right, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that moonshot he hit in the against the uh, A's? Yes. It's still in orbit. Yes. I, I will I will tell you probably my favorite Lou Bob moment of the season is when he ran over and snatched that ball that Eloy should have caught. And Eloy <laughs> stood there like a kid who got picked last in gym class, just like chewing on the inside of his lip like, and then how come nobody liked me? That was great. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's there's memes all over the place. I love it. I love it. It's still one of my favorites. Yeah. All right. So I, we, we got, got more bad. We, we got, got a lot bad. We got plenty of bad. Yeah. So... Go ahead. And All right. Kick it number off. one. Number one. Because I wrote this right after the uh, the loss to the ace, so I was still emotional. So yeah. bear with this. All right. Pitching management of the bullpen was just horrible. Mm-hmm. All right. Who do we put that on? You've got to put that on the coaches. All right. Yeah. Uh, Renteria and uh, um, Don Cooper. Sorry. When are you guys going to get a new pitching coach? Uh, he's been there since the beginning of time. This guy's been there since like you know. The Black Sox or the, the Black Sox of nineteen oh whatever the nineteen nineteen. He's, he's the only that? guy that didn't get blackballed. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, the pitching management was just horrible down the stretch. I mean, I don't even want to talk about how they put in Dane Dunning for two outs. That I, I I don't I don't understand what was the point of that? They, were they just trying to make sure they didn't have any uh, pitches to go into if they went to the next round? Well, if if. So they have an excuse, and, and like if we somehow make it out of this game, we go to the next round and we fail. Oh well, you know, in game three, the, the like I, I don't understand yeah, and, what and that the was thing about. Is, it hasn't come out. Um, it's not really been public news, but Steve Stone let it be known that Dane Dunning had a dead arm. Uh huh. So it, what the hell was he doing starting? Exactly. So if he had a dead arm, and you start him, or you're like, hey, can you suck it up and pitch? He's the rookie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, then you, you put him out there. Who's you, pitched a lot through the season. You put the other rookie, Mr. Crotch Rocket. Well, he could have pitched I, two to three innings. Well, he, he could have, but then he came in right after that, and what happened? Well, the thing is, he didn't get to stretch far, uh, long enough. Right. Well, I mean, I, they're doing their stretches. Well, where's C sat? Mm, he pitched the day before in relief. That's why you couldn't use him the next so day. So what? That's that's Again, just mismanagement. Total mismanagement. Yes. all the way. Why is Rodon in there when when the game was on the line? Why haven't we seen headlines that Ricky's been fired yet? That's that's the question I want to know. I agree. I mean, he's ah, <laughs> he was up for manager of the year <laughs> mid August. That's a Bec- because of wins. Because oh, obviously, because you know how it is. If your team's winning, you get all the credit. But yeah. when your team sucks, you're going to get all the fault too. Yeah, right. I, but it, sometimes it's deserved. Yeah, we'll see what they what the White Sox do with Ricky. I um, I have lots of people that I've been talking to, and uh, they're saying Ricky's here to stay. Why? I don't. Why? Know. I don't know. What are they waiting for? I don't know. And there was a report that came out this morning, uh, and uh, Reinsdorf put the whole Ozzy thing to, to bed. Please saying, I, look. I know you love Ozzy. Yeah. I know you love Ozzy. Yes, I do. It, don't stop, <laughs> stop. But he's blackballed in baseball at the same time. Uh, okay, he should be up for managing and jobs. Black ball, brown ball, blue balls. I don't care. Oh, uh, blue balls suck. <laughs> Ozzy is doing just fine where he is. Okay, he's extremely entertaining on TV. Mm-hmm. 
him and and uh, Big Hurt out there mashing, and they're more critical of anyone. And yep. I really enjoy hearing about Nick Swisher. So I want <laughs> you want him to stay on, <laughs> on the pre and post games. I really want. I, I to be honest, like think about it though. Yeah. Like what if you have to endure losses? Isn't it at least entertaining to have someone else sit there and like grieve or like share frustration with you? Yeah. You know, and Ozzy's that dude. I mean, I and the thing is that I, y- y'all won in 05 with Ozzy. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be revered. Don't bring him back and tarnish that legacy. I, I see your point there. I see your point. You know, but now I'm but gonna, we do need a new coach. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you who it should be. AJ Hinch. Ooh. That's I, controversial. I said that earlier. I you said did. that earlier in the year, too. You did. Now, uh, Hinch and Cora are on the Tigers list of manager candidates. Yeah. Leave Cora there. I don't want Cora. You don't want Cora? Don't bring Alex Cora. Cora might might go to Boston. He might go back to Boston. So uh, here's the thing. Hinch was basically collateral damage. He he was the fall guy because one of his coaches was the one that orchestrated the whole thing. I think Cora was a bench coach in Mm -hmm. Houston uh, Mm -hmm. when they won their World Series. Right. AJ Hinch, from all we've seen, was a good guy, a good manager, he was able to take their young guys in Houston, and that was the thing is that I really liked Houston before all this kind of crap came out. And, right, because you know they were I mean? homegrown kids. You know, right. You drafted, you brought them up to the system, you changed the entire system. And they, brought in, they brought in the vet Verlander, right. who's out now because his, his uh, TJ injury, his, he just had surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hinch, I mean, that's uh, to me, that's the guy. He's our, His suspension should be over. Now, yeah. I, they got a year suspension in a year with only 60 games. Yeah, they got lucky. Either way, it's still a, well, ca- it's, a calendar year. It's, yeah, it's calendar year. So. You know, but that, uh, to me, that's your guy. All right, let's finish this uh, number one point off. Uh, so, hope is needy on, on uh, starting pitching front. Yeah. And um, there's a couple names that are going to be out there. One is Marcus Stroman. Uh-huh. And the other one is a guy I really want on the team, Trevor Bauer. Oh, goodness gracious. Yes. You, 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 are you talking about the pitching version of AJ Brzezinski? Yes. Good God. This is why I want him. This guy. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. Yes. If Trevor Bauer is on the Sox, he can't talk crap to all the Sox hitters that he struck out. That's true. <laughs> then he seems to love to do. That's okay. He can talk about the crap to you guys. <laughs> Y'all don't play us that often. He's going to have to pick a, a, a AL Central team to talk crap to. That's what it is. Which is fine. All right. Moving on. Number two. Number two. The DH spot continues to be to hunt the the White Sox. Oh, it is October. Yeah, it is. So uh, this is year two, possibly year three of bad uh, production from the DH spot. Mm. Encarnacion was not the answer. He no. had the worst year of his career uh, playing in the sixty game season. Uh, so he needs it needs to be addressed. And he's he, well, he's going to be gone. They're not going to pick up his option. So or, who who do you think they should bring in? DJ Lemayhew. Former Cub DJ LeMahieu? Yeah, he's hitting now, so put him on our team. Uh, look, LeMahieu won the bat. Was I think is the batting title in mm-hmm. the NL and, and the AL. AL. Right. I mean, I, I'm a fan of his. I hope he comes. A lot of Cubs fans want him to come yeah. back. A lot of Cubs. He's going to be a hot commodity. Yeah, he is, and and that's why I don't think they'll get him. So if you're going to work on the DH, you can rotate your guys. You can rotate Abreu. You can put in the Spider Man in there. Uh, you can put, you know, hopefully they re-sign McCann, which I'm hoping for. Yeah. Some people don't want them to be re-signed and spend that much money on a catching position. But you might have to with Giolito needing that personal catcher. You cannot sleep on how important a catcher is to the team. Mm-hmm. Catchers always make the best managers. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at the Cubs manager right now mm-hmm. who, who did a pretty damn good job and considering Ross. the circumstances. Um, Joe Madden was a catcher, wasn't he? I, I have no idea. If he played, it was in like the 1900s. <laughs> 
I think he played with the uh, Angels. He because that was his organization for a long time. But he played with the commissioner. No, the commi- the assistant commissioner, whoever it is, uh, the coach from the former coach from the uh, Yankees, uh, Tory. Oh, Joe Tory. Oh, he played with Joe. I good, think. good lord, are they old? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're older than dirt. So this is like this is like old timey baseball. <laughs> yeah, timeless sort of baseball. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, finishing off my DH point. Uh, so they can sign another another outfielder and uh, rotate all the vets in there. Another option is you bring up Vaughn. I know he's going to be the rookie that they've been touting, but you can put him in a DH spot. You could, but... They're, these guys are all going to be young, so that's what I'm saying. You're going to have to rotate them in because Vaughn is not going to play first base. I, I still... Not yet. Not yet. And you and Abreu's too proud to, to be sitting down all the time. Absolutely, yeah. Abreu, Abreu deserves to stay where he is. Um... You know, I, I've been saying it all year. It, it should be Eloy. Yeah. He can't move. That's, that's fine. He can't move any way they need him to. Put it that way. I mean, he's basically Kyle Schwarber. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Schwarber's defense has definitely gotten a lot better. But still, man. Okay. Let's uh, let's finish off uh, point number three here. Right field needs to be addressed. Again, another sign that the, the Sox made by uh, getting Mr. Mr. Big Chill. Ooh. His average was on, on ice. Ice cold. Yeah, that's right. And Angle, who played limited, had better stats. Uh-huh. He's better defensively. And you know what? He played his way into, into the lineup uh, as of late. You've, you've got to give him a shot yeah. unless you sign a bigger name. Well, who, who else could they sign over there? I don't know. Jock Peterson from the Dodgers. Okay. He's, he, I mean, he's, he's been up and down. Agent. He's yeah. been up and down. You're right. Again, another, another big... Uh, you know, bust, b- bigger bust, whatever. Boomer bust, yeah. yeah boomer bust, thank you. Uh, Michael Brantley. Okay. I mean, I, I I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Yeah, yeah. So those are those are my recommendations. Quickly, I'm going to note some notable mentions. Makata. Yeah. Uh, he was he was kind of down this year. He had COVID issues, uh, hamstring issues. Well, Co- M- Mankata started the year on the COVID list. Right. And then he noted about halfway through the season that he was having, uh, he still had the fatigue from COVID, so... I mean, you you took a team of young kids who you had no expectations for, and you pulled the 2015 Cubs. Yeah, you did. You know, you did. which we all said was coming, and they managed to do it. Right. Now, granted, they didn't make it to ALCS like the Cubs did, but uh, you well, that's know, fine. But, you, know, you, you accomplished a little bit more. Not going to hate on it, but you also had a better pitching staff. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. And we we had two pitchers. That's true. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And that, and that's uh, to me over anything else. Um, I think you guys need to focus on pitching. Yeah, on, uh, on starting pitching. On, right, especially on, with the, the crotch rocket going down. Yeah. Possibly needing Tommy John. We don't know yet as no. of uh, Sunday. Gio Gonzalez was a train wreck. Ugh. I mean, he was there to be more of a mentor than anything. But I hate when teams do that. You know, hiring <laughs> coaches to play. I don't. I don't mind it if you're not going to put him in crucial roles. Which they put him in. Cru- they, all all they different. Did. They made him yes. started. They made a reliever. They, oh, you couldn't. Find, you couldn't figure out what to do with Rodon. No. Rod- Rodon is uh is just another train wreck again, and then you, one of the names that you like to say, Steve Ciszek. Ciszek, yeah, the White Sox just released them. No, they did. Yeah, they released them before the playoffs. Um, I know that they, didn't they set him down? I know they released him outright. Yeah, he's gonna be released. No, I mean he's not coming back. I, that that's I, on Madden. Madden Madden blew out his arm. I hope he enjoyed Chicago. <laughs> You got he got he got enough time here. You got to experience both sides of town.
Chicago, Chicago. Let's talk about the north side. What's going on over there, brother? All right. We got goods. We got bads. It's um. <laughs> Let's start off with the good, man. We we we. I mean, that's that's what I do, mm-hmm. so I can be depressed later. Um, but <laughs> I'll give you my first good is David Ross, in his first season as manager, was able to lead his team to win the division and into the playoffs. We had no clue how it would go for a guy who was a teammate from the 2016 championship team, but he managed to pull it off. I think uh, he already had built relationships with in different individuals that are yes. from that team. And that camaraderie kind of, he, he was already the older sta- uh, statement there. Uh, statesman. Thank you, statesman. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of like a, a nice transition for him to go to. Yeah. Um, and you, they know he knows this stuff. I mean, and I was telling you, we were watching the playoff game. I was like, he's managing the pitcher. Yes. From, yes. He, from the, the, he he was, he was calling pitches. Yeah, he was. He was. Well, yes. Yeah. You said he was. He was calling pitches from the. Yeah. From the dugout. Um. I mean, he was uh, Lester's personal catcher. Yes. Okay. He was. Um. I think he was like locker mates with De- uh, with um Hayward in Atlanta. Oh wow. Yeah. He was locked because they were both in Atlanta together before uh, Rossi went to uh, Boston. Mm. You know, he was me- a mentor for Contreras. Mm. He's good friends with Rizzo. You know, so that was always the question. Now, did he get more out of them because he knew them, or is he just that good of a manager? I think he's just a very smart guy. I, I, I do too. Yeah. Next up, um, I have to commend the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. They were the only team in Major League Baseball to complete the season with no positive COVID tests. That's right. The Cubs have two players on the roster who are cancer survivors in John Lester and Anthony Rizzo. You know, it could have just been the luck of the draw, or it could have been that their team and organization saw what Tommy Hadovy went through to start uh, at the start of all this, and he took it seriously enough to navigate through the uh, season without getting infected. No matter how you personally look at COVID, this is impressive. I think this is, uh, uh, you tip your hat to the organization for having protocols yes. that were stiffer than what MLB put in. Yeah. And MLB actually came back to them after the St. Louis debacle and yep. Miami debacle. And ask, what are you doing? And ask them, what are you guys how, doing? How are you doing it? Exactly. So that goes to show the type of uh, organization that the Cubs have uh, in protecting their players, their yeah. staff, and everybody that's around the, the baseball club. And, th- and this is a close-knit team that we, we well know that. Like I, we were just talking about the manager. Mm-hmm. All these guys have been together for so long. I'll give you my third good point here. All right. Uh, I got two guys here. And it's you, Darvish, and it's Jason Hayward. Okay. Now, you have, you've heard me talk about them a ton, mm-hmm. a ton on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, these are two guys who are making big money, and they're not going anywhere. And they were two bright, shining stars this season. Uh, there have been reports that Theo is on his way out the door. While uh, it's going to be sad to realize it will be an end of an error, I'm so glad that two guys that he had a hand in bringing in were able to show their potential this season. So, just not to cut you off or anything, but... Both of these guys came over to the Cubs yes. and had horrible seasons. Right away, yeah. Right away. Yeah. And everybody was like, well, oh, they're yeah. getting paid way too much. Well, you Darvish was coming off the World Series yep. uh, Astros cheating thing yep. that we finally we figured that out. Jason came over from Atlanta, and he wasn't No, hitting. Jason came over after a year with St. Louis because he was at St. Louis for oh, one year. They traded for him. Right, yeah. That's right. Yeah. But again, he was not hitting. No. Uh, and, and, no and, and, and I always contribute to me – I, I always thought when I, after Jason, Jason Hayward was one of my favorite uh, players when he first came up in 2010. 
Um, he got his face smashed in with a pitch. Mm-hmm. And that's why he wears that C flap or right. S flap or whatever they call it on his yeah. face. And yeah. he, he was one of the first guys to really do that. Um, and I think that made him gun shy. You know, and then over the time, he's kind of uh, changed Similar his to swing. someone else on the team? What, on the Cubs? Mm-hmm. Who? Third baseman? Did oh, he get eh, his face? Yeah. But he didn't get his whole face smashed up. No, he didn't get it smashed up. Hayward, Hayward had a broken jaw. Right. You know, and that's a, that's a huge thing. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I, I I was really glad that they were able to show their potential. Um, mm-hmm. I look forward to see what season has in, uh, next season has in store for them, if they can both keep it up. Uh, Darvish finished with an 8-3 record, ERA of 201 with 93 strikeouts. He's dominant. Um, he may not end up winning the Cy Young, and I'm sure people are, hurt, are tired of hearing me talk about this guy right now. <laughs> but damn it, give him his, give him some shine after all the crap that he that Cubs fans, that Dodgers fans, that baseball fans in general, they all gave him so much crap after his World Series uh, against the Astros. Yeah, and we found out why that was. Yeah, yeah, we find out, we found out why. Bang, bang, bang and, went the drum. Yeah, and and you had a a, a great outing in the playoffs. I mean, he yeah. held that team down yep. and just. At the end of the day, the Cubs didn't seventh, hit. Seventh inning. Uh, uh, Se- seven, one-third, two-thirds. It, it, it was the seventh inning, and he threw uh, a pitch that was right in the wheelhouse. and It got rocked, yeah. He got rocked, and it was just that It was that one. That was a 2 0 That was 2 nothing, and mm-hmm. that was the end of the game. Um, so Hayward uh, finished with a two sixty five batting average, which is four points higher than his career average. His slug was four fifty six, second highest of his career, and his uh, on-base percentage was three ninety two. He's going to be 32 going into next season. And he's still got plenty of baseball left to play. Both these guys, I think, are, are signed for until I think it's either twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. Yeah, and and you know what? We'll we'll talk about the off season moves that they they need to make on another episode because that can yeah. take up in a whole. Oh, that, 60, that's, yeah, that's that, that's that, coming that, up. Yeah, that can be taking a whole hour. So uh, let's move over to what's going on with bad stuff with the Chicago Cubs. Bad, 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 bad. This is a name that I don't know if you're familiar with. <laughs> I, I did. And the name is Ednel Javier Baez. I don't know that guy. And I says, Donde esta el mago? <laughs> Where did the magic go? Because I, think was, I think he went over to America's Got Talent. Bro. <laughs> and they this guy, put him off. They could they could take one of these wind turbines they got out in Indiana and change it and put Javi out there. And he could power the whole state of Chicago, Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin, <laughs> Iowa, Michigan, uh, the, the whole Great Lakes. Okay. okay? This dude, I, I mean, you could, you could he couldn't hit a beach ball. Oh, no. It oh, was, no. It, it was bad. It was really bad. I am a calm. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Back it up there. Level, level-headed. When it comes to sports, I'm not, a, I'm not, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not all about like, oh, socks and this. I when when I talk about the socks, if I say the socks suck, it's because I got stats to back it up. <laughs> That's why they suck. Now I'm not. A, hey, you know the socks sucks because they don't play. They don't play near my house. They play on the other side of town. So those, <laughs> you know those guys are terrible. That's not how it works. That's not how I am. Okay. Well, that's true because you've been on the south side the last couple of weeks with me. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Okay. <laughs> I, I made I had I made sure I had mace and my knife in my pocket. Oh, so I relax. Say- <laughs> that was the, Mc, the the McDonald's knife for the breakfast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't cutting nobody, bro. You're you okay? Look, your Wendy's still have ashtrays in them. Okay, that's how old school South Side is. We talk about anyway. So you have a Wendy's. It, well, <laughs> It's just Wendy. It's just Wendy. No, there's no Wendy's. They took the S. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't know what is what happened to this guy. He said um, it was because he doesn't have technology. I can't look at my iPad, blah, blah, blah. Blame it on the Astros. A lot of players, like I said before, a lot of players had that mm-hmm. had that problem uh, yeah. this year. Um, but he had a horrible season uh, offensively. Uh, he's back to his old ways of swinging and missing at everything. He looked completely disengaged, and he ended up with a 203 batting average on the season. That's Jeez. bad. Brutal. That is bad. Brutal. Um, next, wasted opportunities on their extremely short playoff run. They managed one run in two games, and that was an Ian Happ homer in game one. They allowed young guys, who granted they pitched pretty well, mm-hmm. they they allowed them to dominate uh, the Cubs. And you Darvish was masterful, like I said, until he gave up the homer in the seventh inning of game two, which ended up being the game winner. In the fourth inning of game two, uh, both Contreras and Happ walked. Hayward hit a liner to right, and then Contreras ended up getting thrown out at the plate because he was trying to be super aggressive. Now, I'm all for being aggressive, but Contreras is not that guy. Billy Hamilton, yes, absolutely. That's what you brought him here for. But Contreras, this he's, guy is, is uh, first what of are all, you doing? I, I rewatched that over and over. Yeah. And at first, I thought he blew a stop sign. But that coach had his hands on his, uh, on his uh, thighs. He never told him to stop. I, he should have told him to stop. 100%. Did they, did, I think it was when Matt, he touched third did, base, the right fielder Matt, already, already was throwing. Matt Joyce already knew where he was going. Oh. Matt Joyce, that ball was, I mean, extremely frustrating. That's that's on Contreras. That's on the coach. That's on both Mm -hmm. of them. I don't care what, you you know. Um, But, yeah, like I said, Billy Hamilton, go. Go for it. But that was a wasted opportunity uh, all the way. And, and again, in the fifth, Caratini gets on with a single. Hap gets on with basically the exact identical hit. Contreras gets hit by a pitch for the walk to load the bases. Rizzo strikes out. And then Schwarber flies out to left you had all the men on base and you can't scratch one run across mm-hmm. it's the same thing on the south side we had the same exact thing bases loaded and kill the score uh, it's it's frustrating it's frustrating it's disheartening and it seems that this is a trend i almost feel like unless you catch magic or lightning in a battle mm-hmm. the chicago baseball teams when they make the playoffs you know they're going to be out early i just you almost had that gut feeling yeah if if you would have said you know, early August, what I thought the White Sox could do, I thought they would murder everybody. Yeah. You know, and it's up to the, you know, when it got to the World Series. But when they started losing, going to that losing streak, and the way they were playing, their body language, the coaching, I was like, oh, they're done. They're done. Yeah. You just get, to, I, I just feel like with, with Chicago baseball, once you get, once they make it to the playoffs, you know, like the 2016 Cubs, you had a feeling. Yeah, you can see you it. Had you, that, feel you had it. that yeah, feeling. You I mean, they it. led wire to wire, and mm-hmm. they were able to, to take it, and you just had that feeling that, okay, this is the, finally the year. This really feels like the year, not just like, oh, they're kind of... Anyway, um, lastly, yeah, end of an era. It, I mean, that's it, we, we mentioned that Theo's leaving. There's reports that he doesn't intend to return to his role as president of the Cubs. Um, he's going to discuss his next move with Tom Ricketts. Madden's gone. Mm-hmm. Lester looks like he might be done. It feels like there's no gas left in the tank. Um, Rizzo is still a pro, and if they don't win, they don't win ever again. He'll still be beloved in this town forever. But the magic, like I just said, of the 16 Cubs feels like it feels like it was decades ago at this point. 
It does feel like a long time ago, you know, and it's this is four years four ago, years, yeah. you know, um, and that's why when we get when we go back and forth, yeah. like, oh, 2005, 2016, OK, yeah. whatever. It doesn't both, matter. It's in the past. They're both over. Um, yeah. Now, this has been the most successful stretch of Cubs baseball that I and any and many other that are alive have ever seen. Um, I'll look fondly on this group of players, but I can't help this feeling that it's all over. Baseball teams change quite a bit from year to year. And there will be departures and additions, just like always. But I feel like we expected more. Yeah, I think we got excited, saw the hype, and we're like, okay, we can make some damage. We can make some noise in the playoffs. The guys that they kept that they didn't trade away kind of fell flat. And the guys that they did, they did trade away seem to be studs. Yeah, I'm, I'm for both teams. Yeah, well, Cause, I mean... Because there, well, there was a lot, of, a lot of former White Sox on the A's. Right, but I'm talking about like with this this stretch. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got um, you got Eloy mm-hmm. that they sent off. Um, Cease. Cease. Well, Cease. We'll see what happens with Cease. But that was just a trade. I for what we got in return. Um, the the kid in New York, the second baseman, Glaber Torres. I do mean Glaber Torres. <laughs> I yeah. mean that kid's a stud. He's awesome. Oh my goodness. He's awesome. Um, but you got your chip for that. But who? But. Chapman went back to New York. New York after oh, that. Chapman's all about his money. He's always wanted to be in New York. You know, I mean, so look that I I don't want to go back to being lovable, lovable losers, and I don't think we can go back to that because now we're spoiled. You've set the bar too high to be lovable losers again, right? And, and that's that's what yeah. I'm saying. We're spoiled now, so we I we expect them to do well you, all the you time. Can, you can give that to the city of Cleveland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I honestly hope that we can find the pieces to be able to have uh, some success next season. Uh, probably another pitcher. I don't know what's going to go on with Bryant. There's going to be a lot of moves. Uh, <sighs> I, I think I think Rizzo. Rizzo's going to be here. Rizzo Rizzo's be not here. going anywhere. But you got. Can, I think there's there's a lot. There's a long list of players. There is. There's about four or five of them that are part of your nucleus that have one year left. Because and, so you got you know, so you got Rizzo right now. You have Bryant, who we got to figure out what's going on with him. He needs a contract if they're going to keep him or not. Javi is another guy. Mm-hmm. Schwarber is another guy. Almora, what you're going to? I mean, you can't keep Almora at this yeah. point. You know what I mean? You can't. Happy finally uh, kind of found his own yes, this year. He actually played, well, he actually well, played really well this year. Caratini has been proven a, a, a professional baseball player. He belongs up there. And now Hayward's contract isn't isn't considered to be that big because of. Everything that's going because on, because right? one, yeah, yeah, because you know inflation and so forth. You know, so but that that'd be a good trading chip for you guys to get something in return. Uh, look, the Cubs did win a division in a short season, but how good is that actually? I mean, like I said earlier, four of the five teams in the division made that expanded postseason, mm-hmm. and not one team from the division made it past the first round. The Cardinals were the only team to win a game. The Reds, the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Cubs, all out in the first round. Mm-hmm. All of them. Okay. So how good is it that, to, that they won the division? I got into an argument with someone on Facebook who actually unfriended me about it. Yeah. We can talk because about because he yeah because he goes the Cubs sucked all year. They didn't belong in the playoffs. And I'm like, well, but but they won the division. Yeah, but they sucked all year. I just but that that doesn't make sense. You can't suck all year and also win the division. And he just kept going back and forth. And eventually he was like. I'm not friends with you anymore. And I'm like, okay, this is great. <laughs> I love being in fourth grade. So it's whatever. But I mean, it's very frustrating. And, and you get, I forgot about how meat, meat-headed people were. And I told you, I said, man, after a loss, I forgot how big of a meathead people are. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's time to take a deep look and, and make some tough choices. So last thing to wrap, 
the whole baseball thing up. It's the end of the season. Um, when we first started doing the show, we reported 60 games in 60 day, 66 days. We didn't know what was going to happen at all. The entire season was clouded with uncertainty, but thankfully, MLB was able to get a season in. Um, even though the season didn't end uh, the way that either one of us wanted it to, we have to give it up to the players and we have to give it up to MLB for putting it together for the fans. Yeah, um, I would say that baseball did a great job as far as uh, handling the COVID situation and yeah. keeping most of the players in the bubble. We had some players that you know stepped out of the bubble, but they got punished for that. Quote unquote bubble. Cleveland. <laughs> Looking at you. Or even in, not even necessarily being a bubble because it wasn't really a bubble. It was well, just about like being quarantined to, taking to the taking location. the precautions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, and I mean, look, I'm I'm sure money had a lot to do with it, but I, you know, thank you to everyone who made a baseball season possible at all. All right. Okay, two Chicago sports fans, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Hey, true Chicago sports fans. Show off your Chicago pride with some fresh gear from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create simple, classic clothing that represents the Southside Chicago lifestyle. With products like hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and glassware, Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. Check out GritClothing.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. That's GritClothingCO.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Are you ready for some football? It is time for some Bears talk. This is three and out. All right, first down. Yeah. My first down is the inability of the Bears to score. Three points through three quarters is just pathetic. Yep. It's as simple as that. That's the word I got for them. They played pathetically. Running the game was halted, uh, which was definitely uh, impacting the passing game. Yeah. Because Nick Foles is a play-action quarterback. Right. So if you can't run the ball, they know you're passing. So they can set their defense to that. Bears had 28 total rushing yards, 10 for 27 for Montgomery. So that means the other people that rushed – Got a little bit of yards or negative yards. It it was it was bad. Um, I mean, again, I, no Cohen, no Cohen, and I think people underestimated how much that was going to mean to them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like when you look overall, um, the Bears didn't. The Bears weren't completely terrible. Um, they had two hundred sixty nine total yards, two hundred and forty one passing yards, and then twenty eight rushing yards. That that hurts. Yeah. What you got for second down, E? Uh, second down. Third down conversion rate was absolutely atrocious. Four for 14 on third down. Um, pel- penalties killed him even more. Eight penalties for 103 yards. Yeah, penalties shows that you're not being disciplined. No. When you're not disciplined, you're not going to win games. No. I. Here's the thing. Total yards. Colts 289, Bears 269. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about the rushing yards. Colts had 103 rushing yards, not world beaters. Um, Bears had 16 first down. Colts had 18. Uh, on third down, there were about 500. Well, a little less than 500 clip, but we were just terrible. Overall, 59 total plays for the for the Bears, 68 for the Colts. Um, and time of possession, 
32 minutes, 32 and a half minutes for the Colts, 27 and a half for the Bears. There's a lot of stats that are both teams that, that you know, a couple minutes they here. They balance out. One extra for, yeah, exactly. They, it was a very balanced game as far as you look at the stats. Except for scoring. But then you look at how they were playing with the naked eye, and you're like, the Bears were missing tackles, which gave them more first downs. And and that's fine. But the defense held their – They did. It's they held they, them under 21 points. And, and if your defense does that, they did their job. Right. The thing is that they were out there for so long because the offense oh. would keep going three and out. All right, what's our third down? Third down. Defense looked decent, just like we just talked about. Rivers were 16 for 29 with only 190 yards. That's it. I mean, he usually puts up 400 yards. So, <laughs> I mean, the, he, this is look, this looks good. So, that, that kind of looks like a, a Mitch line. That huh? looks like a Mitch stat line uh, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't uh, the Patriots ask if Mitch was available? They did. Well, they did. I don't know. It depends on how long Cam's going to be out. Yeah. All right, uh, running backs managed uh, 103 yards, uh, rushing yards against mm-hmm. the Bears' defense. Which, I mean, that's that, a, that's, that's kind that's of a fine. standard line. That's fine. One, 100 yards is about standard. Right. Again, like you said, they're not they're not world beaters. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's just that the offense cannot score for us. No. Uh, so we saw a few good promising drives where they're going down, and then it just stalls. Yeah, we watched them. We're like... From the end zone, you get a 23-yard pass, a 20-yard pass, right. and then a couple of short passes, and then get down within the red zone. They're like, oh, I think I want to go home now. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, I think that, you know, the lack of the running game, the lack of using the tight ends. Yeah. Uh, you know, they know you have two targets. Right. That's all you're going to do. So they know how to sit down and, and, and uh, look out for that. Um, I mean, I think Jimmy Graham had a, a couple of catches. He, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't like we're used to him. Uh, four catches for 33 yards. Um who I mean, Demetrius Harris one catch for six yards. That's the entire extent of your Cole yeah. Komet. Nothing, nothing. They, they threw at him one time. Okay, he well, didn't, I, he didn't, I, catch didn't see, I didn't even see that. You know so. what I mean? A Rob was was A Rob was A Rob as nor as usual. Seven receptions, one hundred and one yards. He had that one touchdown late in mm-hmm. the game that didn't mean anything. No, not at all. And I and I said when we went on Facebook Live um, right after the game, I says. I almost wish they didn't score that touchdown because now Nagy's going to be boosting up their ego. Well, guys, at least you got a touchdown at the end of the game. He's going to stutter and do what Nagy does. And he's like, all right, Porky Pig over here, calm down, okay? Like, speak your mind. I really wish Nagy would speak his mind. You know what I mean? So let me, let me, you know, watching Nick Foles, okay, you call him a microwave. Get him hot, he's good to go. Right. But, you know, he's not expecting to get hot or not expecting to start. That's the thing. I don't know if he's a starter. So, as we punt it off to our man, Ill Brown. Yes, sir. Well, I got a question for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Mitch was pulled after uh, Mitch was pulled after two and a half games, which is about 10, 10 quarters of football. If his leash was really, really that short, why didn't they, one, start foes from the start, or number two, go after someone like Cam Newton? I mean, were they really just trying to stay save face with Mitch? What was the point of having him only having him in there for such a short time? It feels like Nagy couldn't wait to well, get him out of there. I think I made uh, reference to this uh, in the early episode, man. Uh, Matt Nagy truly mm-hmm. doesn't have his guy. He's familiar with Nick Foles, but that's not his guy. Mm-hmm. I believe that Matt Nagy uh, deserves the opportunity to get his guy via free agency. Or the draft is is they gotta let him go and get mm. his guy. You, you keep it's like there's always something missing in the offense 
for Matt Nagy. Yes. Whether he, yes. you have Mitch with his athleticism upstairs, he doesn't have it. Foles has it upstairs, doesn't have the athleticism. You know what I mean? But not the athleticism. Well, that's what I'm saying is that if you if your leash was so short that ten quarters was all he was going to get, I, my my leash was about four games. Let's see what you do in four games. It seemed like for some reason they were so desperate to win that Atlanta game. Something in their heads was like, we got to win this game. We got to win this game. We got to win this game. I mean, I don't know if it's because they saw what Dallas did when they came back against Atlanta the week before. But for some reason, it felt like they were just so desperate to win that game. They're like, all right, get Foles in and out. And to me, I, look, like I said, I'm never going to cry about a win. I, wanted, oh, I want them to win every <laughs> single game for the rest of my life. Every game, no matter what. Okay? But... If your leash is so short and you know that you're going to pull Mitch, why not go after yeah, Cam Newton? That's, and that's, uh, we're going to get to that. <laughs> we're going to get to that. <laughs> I, I got something, I got something good and so, for that. So, so on that note of picking out quarterbacks, and we know Cam is out with COVID. Yes. All right. And I know everybody did not want to go after Jameis Winston because he's so he's a turnover machine, no, right? No, I didn't want to. Right now, so I, I there's no numbers it. for him. No, but Teddy Bridgewater, twenty six for thirty seven, two hundred seventy six yards, two touchdowns, one interception, came back and won that game against Arizona today. There you go. That's another one. And then and, 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 and he's a younger to, guy. I, yeah, I wanted him now over all the rest of them. It, here's the thing to me about. Bridgewater. Okay. If if you have Bridgewater, he's young enough where you're going to have to commit to him for a couple years. Which is fine. Which is not fine because if we're arguing the fact that we want Nagy to pick his own guy from the draft. No, I'm saying, if, let's say if, because, Nag- because if what, Nagy was able to say, Bridgewater is one of my guys. We my, don't know that. Th- th- this is, this is what that. I'm saying. Nagy, as a head coach, has never had a chance to pick a quarterback from the draft. So if you bring in a guy... Mm-hmm. That bring him off a free agency that you know you're going to have to play for a couple years because of his age and because otherwise it's another waste. You basically, you, you're, you're, you're again hamstringing Matt Nagy because you're not giving him the total chance to pick the guy that he wants. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but he's a coach. He's not the GM. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It doesn't matter because now you're looking at... you got to look at the dynamic between the coach and, and the GM. Okay. There's going to be GMs that's like, you're going to play these guys because I say so. And then there's GMs that say, hey, coach... What what works best for you? Okay, not every so, team okay. works the same way, okay. man. So then, let me ask you a question. Yeah, what was Nick Foles doing starting today? Uh, who made it? that call? Nagy. He's gonna play. That's the players. my point. He's that gonna play is the my players point. that are put in front of him. That's my point. But he didn't sign him. Nagy didn't what, sign him. Who who had the connection to Matt? Uh, who had the connection to Foles? Was it the was coach? It Pace? The coach. That's my point. Nagy, you're gonna tell me Nagy has no input on who who the Bears bring in as quarterback? It was the what the offensive coach has has the the connection. Not not Nagy had a Nagy, cup of coffee with him. That's it. Nagy still play, he still plays in Nagy's system. Anyway, right. we, we, we got we got. Let's talk to the expert. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Let's not stop arguing. Let's talk to the expert. He's over here listening to us. So. Uh, hey, uh, uh, no, I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> tell me uh, now, now that you heard all that. Th- tell me what. Tell me what you uh, think about that. Let's let's wait for my my ugly. <laughs> let's wait for my ugly. Let's start off positive. Let's start off positive. Uh, Will, give us your defense. Uh, the, okay. uh, Let's uh, give us your good. good. Man, uh, defense uh, actually looked like the Bears' defense, man. Settled down after that first big play they gave up yes. that, that, uh, uh, after the first drive. Defense settled out. Just get three out, three and out after three and out after three and out. Holding them the field goals. 
uh, even with the flip field position, defense balled out, looked more like what yeah. we're used to seeing from the Bears defense, especially, uh, especially with the, you know, the bend don't break mentality. Uh, does it seem to you, does it seem to you like they almost need or they almost always give up that, that big play in the first series so they can almost calibrate themselves? Because it seems like they've yeah, done that in the last couple of games at trend. least. It seems to be a trend Cal- for them Calvin this, this season. Yeah. And, and, you know, the NFL is a copycat league, man. So teams are like, hey, let's, you know, yeah. let's take a shot yeah. early. You know what I mean? So they, they have to shore that up. Yeah. Yeah, they're giving us one for free. Yeah, they, yeah. here's yeah, one they for free. I'll take up, it. Man. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Johnson is a rookie that's going to attack him. And, uh, he, you know, he, a couple of times he's been victimized, but once he settles in, man, that kid's going to be a stud. And, uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I not, I'm not really worried about him. So, Ro- my, I was the, the one thing on, on, uh, on defense that hurt my feelings was the fact that uh, Roquan Smith wasn't able to keep his one foot in uh, bounds when yeah. he had that awesome catch. Yeah, we, it, uh, I was like, I'm, I'm sitting here screaming. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I get more excited for Bears interceptions than I do for touchdowns. It's like, shot at a touchdown, man. So it's like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, it was a hell of a hell of an attempt by Roquan, man. But uh, you know, we still would have lost today. That we we just didn't have it. Some some days you just don't have it, and uh, you know that was it was yeah. really good game plan by by Indianapolis, man. Those guys are well coached. Uh, just up front, like you know, they say you want to build your teams from the inside out that that coach team is built on both right. sides of the ball from the inside out man like uh the forest buckner was just wreaking havoc today man just dude and they yeah. and they just they just brought him in and, recently uh, i think you just everybody's like man where's the pass rush the, the pass rush was getting swallowed up by those lights out offensive linemen that's on the coach like philip rivers yes. has Never yeah. had that kind of protection in his whole entire he, life. His no, whole entire life. No, like no. <laughs> he needs a two for as much as yeah. he runs his mouth. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, now he's he, talking he, smack because he has time. He, he's over here. Gosh darn it, Roquan, you almost got, got him, didn't you? He's got oh his my gosh, shut up, personal Philip Rivers. bouncer named Quentin Nelson, who I wanted the Bears to get so badly. Oh man, from Quentin Notre Nelson Dame. Yep, stud. Well, that's that's okay. Pretty. I, I, the the way that uh, the at the rate that Philip Rivers has kids, he's gonna have his own offensive line that are all named Rivers by oh, the yeah, time he comes back is, next he's, season. He's popping them out, man. <laughs> Good grief! And Rivers got about what seventeen kids, fourteen, <laughs> something like yeah, that. Yeah, something 14. like that. He's like old man River, and here he comes, and that, <laughs> his wife gets all nervous. <laughs> Stop singing, popping Phil. Them out, man. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Seriously. Good, good showing. Uh, yeah, I'm encouraged. Sure. Uh, defense uh, showed up. Got a very big test coming up. Uh, coming up Thursday, man. Uh, quick turnaround. Quick, has quick turnaround. Has to get there. Two games man, in five days. It's gonna be a long day. We yeah. pass rush Thursday. Period. So, 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 can you can you uh, break down the quick turnaround? Like you play on a Sunday. You said Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. And then you got a five day turnaround. Can you talk to me about like, what does what do the players go through with that quick turnaround? Like, how does that affect their schedule? It's uh, really mentality? tough. Man, Tell but, us uh, about that. The Bears kind of got a uh, got lucky because they don't have to travel, so you get 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 stay home, right? But mm-hmm. uh, it's still a quick turnaround, man. Like 
you know, you, you're not going to get a day off. You know what I'm saying? You come in Monday, you know, spam, cold tub, of course. Uh, Wednesday, I mean, Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, more film, light walkthrough. Wednesday, another light, you know, walkthrough. Thursday, game day. So it's, it's really like you got to just flush out whatever happened on Sunday and just shift your focus, like, right away. Yeah. At least yeah, you yeah, can forget like, what happened quickly. Yeah, right away. You don't away, have, you don't have like, that much time okay, to think about it. Here's the game plan. Here's the film. Like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Because the thing is, is when, you have, when you have games that are closer – you're going to dwell on that more. I, one more thing this way or that way or whatever. If it's a blowout, you're like, you whatever, we got blown out. It happens sometimes. When you have that game that, I mean, realistically, it came down to the fourth quarter, which they've come back from behind with every single game mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Eventually, yeah, we're going to catch up to them. You, yeah, you can't, you can't, can't consistently to try to win like that. Man, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's not no. going to happen. So, All right. What, what's your... Uh, What's your bad, uh, Will? Bad offensive play calling. At some, f- and you mean yeah, offensive like, like that? Under armor, offensive man. Like, <laughs> like you, you have to understand <laughs> what the opposing team is trying to do to you, and you know you're losing the time of possession battle. You know what I mean? Because you keep giving the ball three and outs. You have to do something to jumpstart the offense a lot sooner. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'd rather see right an aggressive game game plan where it's like, okay, they, these guys are stopping the run. Like there wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where the Bears failed to establish the run. The Colts were stopping the run, so it's like, yeah. okay, they're taking this away. Yes. The last thing you want to do is dink and dunk. You have to attack vertically because that's going to open the run game back up. So I was really surprised that Nagy waited right. to the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? To to go hurry up, to go five wide and spread them out and let just Nick Foles, you know, just deal. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Nick Foles, that, you yeah. know, that's one of his strengths, actually. You know what I'm saying? He, he can read coverages. So I was like, man, what are, you, what are you waiting for? Like the run game is crap. You know, uh, the Dink and Duncan, that's what they want you to do. That's that's like, that's like, you know, that's right. Wasting, wasting time. time it's a waste of so time. So it's like, dude, you have to attack vertically. So let me let me ask you, let me ask you, what do you think overall of Nagy's play calling in, well, in his time here in Chicago? One, there's no film on the guys that head coach calling plays. You're going to catch people off guard. Year two, right. they're going to make the adjustments. Year three is when you should really be able to open up your playbook. And when year yeah, three, absolutely. you should make your adjustments. You, you got to make your adjustments right. to the league and. It's just showing his inexperience as a, as a play caller, man, and, and, and as a head coach. I, I think the dude is a solid head coach, man, but uh, it's okay to give up the clipboard. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a whole bunch yeah. of Andy Reeds in, in the NFL, man. So, and he and realistically, he just got the clipboard yeah. when he when he was in in uh, Kansas City when he when Absolutely. when Reed gave like, it to him in the first place. Play calling is is, you know, is is a science, man. Like, you know, you you have to know when to kick it into high gear, want to be conservative. Like, his, his once his script doesn't work, you never see the adjustments, and it's like, yeah. and that's my you know, no. He's trying to he's, he's still trying, he's still trying to force, force the issue, and it's like, nah, man, you have to abandon ship, and you gotta make 
Yeah, yeah you got to make perfect your perfect example is that we, you know, last year we're like, hey, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. I'm not an idiot. I'm not an idiot. And yeah. guess what? You, you were an idiot because you didn't run the <laughs> ball. <laughs> you didn't right. run. No, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, it's. I, I like him as a coach overall. I think he needs to be a little bit more stern with probably with his players and with the media overall. Because I, I mean, uh, it, we're not sitting here talking about we're professionals to the point where I'm not going to stutter every now and then. But I'm also not a head football coach in the NFL. Mm. So when you're talking, every time you can hear you can hear his wheels turning and he's clicking and he's like, "Well, I, 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 I and uh, well, I mean, Mitch, Mitch, mm-hmm. Mitch, Mitch, and then this and that, and every single time I'm like, bro." Go out there. If you did a good job, hey, Mitch did a great job today. These are the things he did good. He can clean up these things. Hey, Mitch did a bad job today. He should have had more than 100 yards passing. He did a good job scrambling. His footwork needs attention. We'll fix that. Speak up, boy. That's frustrating. It sounds like he got his his words. Yes. Because he's afraid afraid of offending anyone. He's not fully bought into what he signed up for. You know what I mean? And you could tell. You know what I mean? He's not fully bought yeah, into yeah. that. He doesn't have his quarterback. Yeah. He doesn't have the type of offensive line to run the zone read scheme. He doesn't have a Kelsey. He doesn't have a Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have what he needs to run, what right. he truly wants to run. But it definitely starts with the quarterback, man. Mm. Uh, I, feel, I feel like I should have seen more out of uh, Cole Komet so by far. Now. I, I mean, it, it's uh, granted. You say by now it's not week twelve, but week four. I feel like you you bring in your your early pick. I mean, I want I want to see some out of commit. I mean, one throw. Yeah, one he's throw not getting. Out. He's yeah. not getting a whole lot of targets. I mean, they're relying on. Uh, I like to see him get more. No, he's like he's really him. not. He he's not there. No, you're definitely seeing you you saw uh, more throws to uh, Demetrius Harris today. And uh, and Jimmy Graham, you're going to see Jimmy Graham, well, but we fine. we thought we thought we were going to see Cole Komet basically like be the starter out there, and Jimmy Graham being almost yeah, the second uh, stringer. Well, Komet is actually uh, the best blocking tight end I, I think that they have currently. So he he stays in a lot, man. So you know what I mean. But he's really a, he's really a, a a wide tight end. You know what I'm saying. So it's like you know like let's move yeah. him there, man. Let let Jimmy Graham be the move guy or Harris be the move guy. We didn't draft this guy, you know, second round to come in and just be a block of tight end. You know what I mean? That, well, and that's that's not yeah. what the offense needs, yeah. man. Like, we need uh, dynamic playmakers to occupy the middle of the field. Uh, honestly, they're underusing Jimmy so, Graham, man. He looks he looks really yeah. Re- he looks really. Re- I mean, Bored. like physically, he looks really refreshed. You know what I mean? Like, like he looks. Yes. Yes. Like he can go out there. And- he yeah. looks cut. He's looks. He yes. He looks big. I mean, he. he when looks you see confused him, why he's being pulled out of the game? Like, come when on, he goes man. to the side, he's like, why I are you think, pulling me out? Yeah. Yeah. No, but physically, physically, yeah. he looks like he's in good shape. I yeah. mean, like you, you, you got a reminder of what Trey Burton looks like today, and. You know, Trey Burton looks like, you know, kind of a yeah. smallish wide receiver with a, you know what I mean? But, and, you know, he's not as slight as a lot of wide receivers. Um, but Jimmy yeah. Graham looks like a monster. I mean, he's all, he's big, he's cut, he's still got some speed on him. He, he can still he's, jump he's and catch the ball. For sure. Um, what, while we're talking about the roster, what's your, uh, okay. what's your ugly? Face, man. Let's yeah. get going. Uh, Woo. Ooh. here it goes. <laughs> Oh, this this is gonna be I've good, been waiting man. For this. So first of yeah. all, man, uh, yeah, 
the main thing that we've been having issues with in Chicago hasn't been the defensive side of the ball. Ryan Pace right. is really a defensive-minded general manager. He's great at building defenses, but why is he here to help build out an offense? That's not his strong suite. He's the reason yeah. why the Saints' defense kind of, you know, I mean, they're stinking it up this year, but this is a weird year all, all the way around the board. But, he, you know, he's, he's, he's able to go out and identify right. those Cameron Jordans and, and you know, all those type of players that, that turn the Saints' defense around. And, uh, you know, he, he went and got a King right. from the Patriots. So, you know what I mean? Like, so. Exactly. He's, he's going to build out your D line. He's going to, you know, make sure your secondary is solid. But why is he here to fix the Bears Achilles heel, which is piss poor offense? Yeah. The offense. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, if you, if you overall look at his, his defensive picks, uh, aside from Floyd, uh, they've yeah, all been absolutely. pretty damn good. Absolutely, man. The defense has been good. Yes, yeah, so I mean there's, he, there's he, no arguing on that. On. We're we're still in shock that he was able to pull off the Khalil Mack yeah. trade. <laughs> you know, yeah. And he knew what he he knew what he wanted. He knew what to, it took to get him. Yeah. You got Eddie Jackson. Um, oh, this, this defense you got is built to win. Like, you know what I mean? So, right. You got he, you got the new guys that got this year. On how to build out the offensive team that Matt Nagy needs, like. What what do you what do you think has been his his best overall offensive um, draft pick so far? I would have in what, to four say five years? Tariq Cohen. I have to say Tariq Cohen. Okay. Tariq Cohen is a difference maker on special teams. Okay. Out of the backfield. In any other offense, Tariq Cohen would be going berserk. Yes, mm-hmm. that's why I keep trying to tell. They're like, "Why did he sign? The why did they sign him? They got him G- for cheap. G- give that money to Allen Robinson." I says, first of all, they didn't give him that much money. They gave him like six mil a year for three years. A Rob wants like eighteen, twenty mil a year. Okay, so basically, you can't. You know, th- th- those numbers don't work out. And, and he's gonna go into a year. Let's say he goes to being a free agent. Yeah, there is a bunch of wide receivers that are gonna be free agent that have similar or better numbers. Yeah. So maybe the Bears are playing hardball to see what's gonna go. What's going to happen? Are these other players going to get franchised, or yeah. that's that's possible? I mean, if you if you hadn't said um, Tariq Cohen, I was already starting to lean towards uh, Mooney. I've been very impressed. And, with him. Uh, I think Cody Whitehair is an extremely solid pick. You know, offensive lineman don't get a lot of. The yeah, glory. I mean, I, I'm thinking. Oh, I'm thinking more guys, of the skill uh, positions. Yeah. I'm. I'm not, bro. Uh, no offense. I'm not. I'm not thinking about the guys <laughs> with their hands in the dirt. No offense, bro. The guys in the trenches. <laughs> I'm thinking about. You know what I mean. I'm thinking about like the the, the, the dynamic yeah, guys, yeah. the playmakers. Those are the ones that I'm. I mean, like, and just just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan, I mean, nobody, that's nobody, what I'm focusing really, on when I'm thinking about that kind of. The question. average football fan is not going to you know be paying attention to the trenches like I do. So, uh, yeah. I I mean this this pick with uh Darnell Mooney is is. Extremely impressive. Was uh, six rounder, like that's yeah, diamond in the rough. Yeah, it was man. late. I mean, I, I think right now he's. You could definitely. Oh, he's already. He's a second. He's a second. It's not in pencil anymore. No, he's his name better is than Anthony Miller. Yeah, right I, think, now. I think he's surpassed Anthony Miller. Anthony. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anthony he's already Miller sur- has surpassed. Butterfingers, and honestly, I don't even think that's his stick. It's it's. 
the the con the lack of confidence. Like Anthony Miller, yeah, is a is a guy. He's a he's a true slot. He needs to be seeing seven to nine targets every game. And yeah, there it, it just again there it, there's a lot of players so on this team that they're not using correctly. Man, but Ryan Pace, man, uh, he comes in first thing he does is. And there's a, there's an article on the Bleacher Report where they, they spilled all of the tea, right? The proverbial tea. They yeah, botched I heard about this. that 2017 draft. And that, it's a fireable offense. If I'm a McCaskey, yeah. come to my office, bro. Like, because, okay, <laughs> you can't, I got the come, you can't ready. let this leak out to the press that your your main guy was Patrick Mahomes, and you see what he's become. Yeah. But yet we have Mitch Trubisky, and traded up for him on the bench, and he's on the bench. Yeah, like yeah. I I mean he we we all know at this point he got the Forty ers bamboozled Ryan Pace, and they were out they were really yeah. after Solomon Thomas, and. Uh, uh, and who the Bears we, were slotted we were, to pick? We were slotted to pick number, at number Adams, three, which would have been fine. You, hey, you, you take the best guy available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You needed a safety. Yes. You know, or if you you're feeling froggy, you trade out of that pick and go and get Patrick Mahomes since he's your guy. Now, if they would have, you yeah. know, if, if the lies wouldn't have been told about every quarterback. You, those were the top three guys in the 2017 draft. Every evaluator, what right. his name worth anything, had Mitch as the third best prospect out of all of those guys. Okay, I I, I don't I, see how I saw I saw a lot of number ones there. I saw I saw I saw a couple that had like Deshaun Kaiser as their number Let's, one. Uh, prospect. Yeah, I just don't see how Mitch was so high when he didn't have. Well, you're saying number notary. number three between who else was it? Uh, Deshaun well, Kaiser. Deshaun That's what he's saying. Okay. He's saying number, number three. Yeah. There were so many guys, and Mahomes, like you said, there were three, a lot yeah. of guys that had Mitch ahead of those guys. Those guys can't work for me. Yeah. Those guys get out of my scouting <laughs> department. Get out of my get off my blog site. There's no way. Yeah. You put on the film. Like, like I do, like I have a draft process. You guys wouldn't believe. Like you have to see it to believe it, man. Like I have these thick, thick notebooks. Mm-hmm. We will. And I can't. We, will. we we can't We're wait for that, it. man. Like, yeah. When we when it's draft time, live I'm going to show yes. everybody oh, my yes. process. Bro. You guys going to think I'm a freaking maniac, man? Because. Bro, we, no, when, when, when that when that time comes, we're gonna do a special edition Facebook Live, YouTube, whatever, we, whatever it is, man. This is what we're right. But let, let's let's yes. let's put that in a back burner and just give me. Let me get your grades for today: offense, oh, defense, uh, coaching. Offense F, terrible, hot garbage. Only F, one offense this week. Flabbergasted. Whatever adjective you want. <laughs> hot. F, F F F F. Can I can't give him an F. Minus twi- times to the third power, just terrible. Just it was, nothing. It, it, now I'm gonna be I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna stop you because I'm not I, I'm not gonna give him a whole f because Foles still over uh, outperformed Philip Rivers 
and got, he wasn't completely terrible, I, I got but their F rushing word, game was man. bad, Those numbers bad, was bad, bad. Those numbers was slow. <laughs> All Whoa. of them. <laughs> well, you no, know, you know what, you know what it is. It was numbers that got him down the field, and they could not get in the end zone, and that's where your yeah. that's where your F is coming in. The, and the F word I I want to use, <laughs> I can't use Me on too. air. <laughs> We need sponsorship dollars. We keep it clean for you. That's right. That's right. I just told you. Listen to this. Nick Foles, 249 yards. Chicago Bears, total yards, 269 yards. Yeah, 29 yards rushing, right? There you go. There you go right there. There you go right there. What's your grade for the defense? Don't don't hand, hand don't hand the ball off, man. That's what we got to look forward to. That's awful. Uh, defense. I'm going to give the defense B plus. I'll go B plus. I'll go B plus. Uh, okay. I'll go B plus right. for the defense. Yeah. All man. right. Uh, it's hard to constantly get short fields to defend. You, you get the ball right back. Here you come. Three plays yeah. later. Or not even three plays later, and sometimes you think it's a turnover. Man, look, can't even get a drink of Gatorade. Look, look, six, <laughs> Rivers, sixteen for twenty-nine, one hundred ninety yards, one hundred ninety yards. Like we said earlier, that's a Mitch look, Trubisky stat line right there. Rivers, One Rivers touchdown. Us on third down. Um, so. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, third downs. They were eighteen of nineteen yeah. or eight of nineteen. And fourth down, they were one. Yeah. They were they were fifty percent. They were five hundred. So, um, okay, coaching, uh, coaching, coaching gets an F, man. And uh, I, 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 I'm okay. sick of this mess, man. Look, it, it, I think it's time for, I, you know, and I, I want to throw some props to my man Bill Lazor. Bill Lazor is a is a excellent offensive mind, man. I, I had some time. I actually. Mm-hmm. Has some, uh, had a chance to spend some time with him at the combine back in you know my day. He was with the Bengals organization at okay. the time, and uh, brilliant dude, man. Yeah, he he's been around for, give, uh, give for NFL for a long time. Like Matt Nagy. Well, he is the he is the Oko. I mean, you might as well. Like, Matt Nagy's a great motivator. Right now, he's he hasn't found his field as a play caller. Stop being stubborn. It, Pass the clipboard. It, it seems like. His focus is 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 his focus yeah, is yeah. stretched and too thin right now. He needs to focus on the program as a, as a overall and not just as you know. It, it seems like he wants to be the offensive coordinator and let everyone else. He's do got whatever one of the best the staffs in the entire NFL. That. He's got he's he's got exceptional right. offensive minds. He's got exceptional position coaches. He even had even his coordinators have head coach experience or interim experience, like. Chuck Pagano yeah. could tell you what to do in certain situations. Yes. Yeah. You know Former what I mean? head coach. Right. So, like, Former head coach. dude, lean yeah. on your assistance, man. Like, you cannot, you Delegate. cannot right. make start all delegating. the decisions on the offensive side of the ball. And, and right. this is what, this is the, I'm going to do, like, through the first three quarters every week, it's just, it's just painful to watch. Pay for watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got we got Tampa coming up. Let me get your uh, prediction for Thursday night football tonight. <sighs> What's what are we looking at? Brady scored five touchdowns today, or on Sunday. You know what? Uh, 
that that <laughs> head too hard. has pretty good guys in the secondary too. But I don't think they're better than our guys, and they dang sure don't have as much of a pass rush. Uh, Bowles is out for for the Chargers again, right? Uh, one of their one of their big guys out. You um, see the Ingram or sure. One of those guys are out. Derwin James is out. Oh, I Derwin James is out because he got yeah. another ACL or whatever. And then I think, um, um, I think Bose. I think yeah, Bose, I think Bose, is Bose is out. I think Bose, yeah, Bose is, is out, well. man. So, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, the key to this game, and I, I'm going to put on one player, man. Khalil Mack needs one of his takeover games Thursday for us to have a chance to win. We need, we need okay. Khalil Mack that showed up fresh off the trade uh, week one, you know what I'm saying, wreaking havoc against Green Bay, Khalil Mack. We we haven't seen that guy in a while. Uh, yeah. Need, I, Quinn, Quinn was in there. He looked okay yeah. today. He had that horse collar tackle. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's I, that's what it's going to take to have, take take down Brady because he seems to be hitting yeah, his stride man. over there How in about Tampa. Eddie Goldman, man? We missing that guy tremendously I, I, right now. I don't have a good feeling. Right. Oh, but we don't need him. We don't need him. Okay, okay. Let me tell, tell you something tell about something 34 else. defense, man. 34 defense is only as good as your nose. Without that up-the-middle pressure and the ability to eat double teams, Bilal yep. Nichols is a solid guy, but he's really a five technique. He does not belong at the nose. Brent Urban does not belong at the nose. All right, Will. So what is your prediction for the final score of this Tampa Bay and Bears game? Uh, I got Tampa 31-20. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brady Brady is still sharp. <laughs> I, I had 35-17. I don't think we get past 17 points. No. No, not, yeah. not as we're going right now. Unless, uh, I mean, unless we got a couple of uh, pick sixes or something like that. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I I, yeah, I, just, I don't have faith. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not feeling what's going on on the offensive side of the ball right now. Uh, yeah, thirty five, seventeen, thirty one, twenty, somewhere around that 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 uh that range is, too, is accurate. Ba- ba- basically, too much to not enough. Yeah, yeah, we we won't be able to keep up. We won't <laughs> no. be able to score. Not enough. So we're looking at three and two. Yeah, well, well, yeah. Today was a very winnable game, man. That's why yeah. you wanted to get today's game, yes. especially with a short, short, short turnaround. And I even wore and the then, number forty uh, jersey to get to that four and zero, and I, you know, they couldn't do it. You know what's up? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think your goal is to try to get to four and two with Carolina coming up after a, a nice little, you know, long off. Everybody gets to recalibrate. That's what Z's boy, uh, Bridgewater. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Ooh, ooh. I mean, that's not that's not. And McCaffrey may be back, so it's not a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but that's I think that's the Bears' next best chance at another win. I mean, that, when McCaffrey comes back, that'll be good for my fantasy team, but uh, I don't want to play against him. Yeah, not for the Bears. <laughs> I don't want to play here. against him. Same that, here. That's, that's a bad fantasy if you're the Bears. That's that's not oh, a fantasy. That's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And McCaffrey is, is, is a different animal. Okay. All right, everyone, that's our Bears analyst, Il Brown. Check him out every week for his Bears expertise. And don't forget to check out his podcast, Beat the Block, available on all major platforms. Thanks, Will. Indeed. Thanks, Will. All right, man. You guys take it easy. All right, right, see you next week. All right, everybody, let's take a pause for the cause. 
And here a word from our sponsor. is the first anime manga company to feature characters of color, bringing a level of flair and authenticity to the genre as a whole. With influences ranging from Japanese manga and animation, Western comics, streetwear, hip-hop, and various forms of cinema, Noir has created a unique style that can be appreciated by the masses. Check out NoirCesar.com for more information. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. You know what time it is, bro? It's time for stirring the pot. Stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. All right, brother. What do we got today? Well, what do you think it is? Um, well, we did hot dogs. We did hot dogs. We did ketchup. We did White Castle. We did Doritos. We did... What is, we did a lot of things so far. It's pizza, man. It's pizza, man. It's pizza. So the question is... Yes, sir. Deep dish or thin crust? Thin crust all day, brother. Oh. Thin crust all day. I love that crispy thin crust, man. You can eat more. I'm not. I'm not about the eating the, the, you, that you, that foot of cheese. Did you see? You eat more. What do you mean you eat more? Well, I get more little slices. You know what I'm saying? You, you, yeah, that's the point. You get more little little baby slices. That's fine. You, this is one thing. I don't want to eat with a fork and a knife, man. That's that's, that's steak stuff. That's listen, not for pizza. Listen here, baby hands. <laughs> I'm not Sylvie, bro. <laughs> listen here, baby. Okay. I, I mean, granted, my hands do look like baseball mitts. Yes. So when I say you talking about, oh, I can I can pick up a slice. Like you pick up if if you're a full grown man, a man, a man, you can pick up a slice of deep dish with your hand I and could. eat it. I could like I a normal person. I just don't want the, the the two pounds of cheese that I gotta chew on for you, like the next fifteen minutes. Man. You know, you know the only thing better than cheese, more cheese. Okay, <laughs> you are nuts. You pick up that piece. It's a very unique thing to Chicago that you really cannot get anywhere else. Okay, when your friends come in from out of town mm-hmm. and they say, "Oh, I want to go," that want to go to have Chicago style pizza. Where do you take them? They want deep dish pizza. That's what they want, man. Okay, okay. So n- let me rebuttal this a little bit because oh god, oh boy. All right. So when you say deep dish, name a name a pizza joint. Uh, Giordano's. Ugh. <laughs> hot garbage stop it we're not talking about the bears no more bro i still got garbage <laughs> on my mind and you keep bringing up giordano's lou malnati's whatever uh, i it is. will take lou malnati's okay over i'm just i'm just naming to, i'm just naming again places, but bro. they don't have a they don't have three pounds of cheese on each slice uh yeah they do yeah they do bro yeah this it's is, bread and then it's that sausage patty and then it's a little bit of cheese that, but no because the, the sausage patty's on top. Then no. It, yeah. Sausage patty's on the bottom. On uh, which one? Luminati's. You can get where the sausage patty's right small, in the... You can get small sauce, pieces of sausage instead of the patty. But I've seen the, the patty on top, bro. Ew. I've seen it. I'm doing keto, bro. That's that's my goal. Is I want I want a pizza where it's just a sausage patty and then all the rest of the stuff on there. <laughs> and I can't really get a regular pizza <laughs> like that. I'm not eating that that cauliflower crust. Right, don't, so don't even look at me like that. Right, with so that. You, you can get the pizza with, with the with the sausage bottom. Like, yeah, that's what you think. Yeah, but that's different. But either way, I mean, it's it's a very unique thing to Chicago. A lot of people, even my my pops, who's from Jamaica, who lived here for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Every time he ordered a pizza, he never ever ordered a thin crust. Now, granted. Chicago has the best thin crust mm-hmm. in the country. Yeah. 
but I can still Take get that, New York. I can still get thin crust other places. You know what I mean? It's not the same. It's, it's like, not the same. It's like saying Chicago. If Chicago had like some weird burger that was like you know a triple that whatever whatever the hell it was, we you only get one greedy ingredient that goes on the burger in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Then you know you you would miss it. You know if you go to New York, you're like man, I wish I had a Chicago burger. It's whatever it is, but it's a very unique thing to Chicago. You cannot get it anywhere else unless unless you said get it. Uh, in that deep freeze and someone sends it to you across the country. But I mean, you know, when, when people come over here, that's what they want to get. No, yeah, I hear you. I and hear you. So I, we'll, we'll agree to disagree again. I've never agreed to that. <laughs> <laughs> I will never agree to that. All right. Think cross wins. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This is, see what happens when you mess with Sox fans. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> At this point, we're both waiting for next year. So, Hey, Hey, we, we had to wait less, but anyway, <laughs> you're gonna wait a lot longer now oh man all right y'all that's it for today that's all the time we have thank you for listening thanks to our sponsors noir caesar villain radio studios and grit clothing company don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code truefan15 for uh, for 15 off your entire order Thanks to our Bears analyst, Il Brown. Don't forget to check out his podcast, Beat the Block, which is available on all major platforms. Shout out to Ronesh, our producer, Jay Soto. Shout out to Mike Logic and Ideal from the All Net Podcast. Check them every other Monday, especially now during the NBA Finals. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True, Five, True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's True, C-H-I Fans. And on TikTok, we're going to be getting some videos up there yeah eddie's gonna be dancing oh i'm dancing all day baby <laughs> dancing in my chair i'm not using my legs yeah before before we close out, i wanted to acknowledge something we did a little bit of facebook live and i want to thank all those people that participated today absolutely uh it was fun it was interactive and we're going to be doing a lot more of that we want to interact with our fans um we had calls i mean the messages from mexico yeah i mean we uh, and one of the podcast and i was talking to eddie about this we got uh we got listeners in singapore yes and germany so we're hoping we're it's hoping coming. it's not just some some random you know generator. We're hoping that we're getting uh, fans that are overseas because they're in the military and they're doing well, yeah, their service I, for the country. Well, I, got, I got a friend in South Korea, so I know he's actually listening. So, yeah. Um, I also want to give a quick shout out to uh, I got some college buddies that that been listening and arguing with me on my personal page about Renteria, <laughs> uh, and then uh, my other friend who's a who's a football coach out in Antioch. Uh, he calls me the Calls me the big vato. Oh boy! Yeah, so I got tons of uh, nicknames here, but yeah, uh, I mean it's it's great to hear from our our listeners when yes. we get the feedback. Yes, shout out to Coach Steve from the Vipers. There you go, uh, giving us uh, feedback. You know, yeah. whenever he listens, he yeah. he Walter was, Walter who always got he always gives right. a weekly comment for us. Well, that's Walter. I, I wanted to say Steve was the genesis of that ketchup on your eggs argument. That that's where that came <laughs> from, and he personally texted me and he's like, "It's great." I'm like, "It's it's not, please." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, just to let you know, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. And don't forget to reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you. Uh, Reach us at truechicagosportsfans at gmail.com. And as always, until next time, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Yeah. I'm a man. (laughs) (laughs) A few moments later. Man, that's a full-grown man right there, okay? Lover boy. Yeah. Superdog got a big fat hot dog. Hi, I'm, a, I'm Alex Touch. Like, whoa. Please don't. That's off. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. We'll eat that poppers.